What's up, listeners, and welcome to the Gift of Gaming podcast. And this week, we've got red versus blue versus green. That's right, Nintendo versus Sony versus Microsoft. We're going to decide who in 2023 has performed the best. What's up? It's me, your host, Darren Wade, batting for the blue corner for Sony. And today I am joined by Craig, the critical Nolan, Mr. Nintendo himself over there. Craig, how are you? Uh, I'm very good, Darren. Thanks for having me on. I guess I'm Mr. Red then, yeah? You're Red. Yeah, 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 Red. You're you're, you're batting for Nintendo. And also joining me today is, of course, none other than Mr. Xbox Games Pass himself. Who else would I have batting for the green corner? And Microsoft, Luke Maycock. How are you? Oh, yeah, that is my name. I'm Mr. Game Pass. I wonder what that is. Let's go, Xbox! (laughs) Oh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to hear what Luke has to say about Games Pass. (laughs) Um, But before we get into all that and get into the arguments, how are you gentlemen doing? You guys been playing any interesting games lately or... We all just stuck trying to finish whatever the fuck we're playing right now. No. Um, I yeah, it's just usual kind of rounds. I've been doing some party animals. Is my go-to chill, spam a few games, throw some animals around, nice. uh, kind of thing. That's super fun. Playing the Mew Mini still a little bit as well, and and yeah, I've actually just mostly turned my Xbox into a Blu-ray player over the past while I've been binging some Doctor Who, uh, which has been great. Uh, but yeah, no, mostly just like kind of arcadey little games. Juicent came out either today or yesterday, and I was really excited about that, so I'm really looking forward to launching into that. Um, I have never even heard of this game. Mm-hmm. What was it called? It was at the last Xbox showcase. It's called Juicent. I think it's pronounced Juicent. J U S A N T. It's uh, just looks like a really really chill. It's like you climb mountains and cliff faces. Oh, and I did see this. Yeah, it looked it looked yeah. incredible actually. It yeah, lo- it looked gorgeous really interesting vibes so yeah. relaxing looking and everything like that so that came out just yesterday it had very at least from the imagery that mm-hmm. i saw it had very kind of studio ghibli laputa kind of yeah vibes that's a great description yeah, uh, yeah. about it when i was watching the the showcase and yeah i could be into that man yeah. i'm assuming that's just the next box exclusive though right i actually don't know if it's an exclusive i i just it's on game pass so <laughs> I, just, I just press the game <laughs> pass button that's all i care about that's what about, all I care about, what yeah. about you craig what are you playing these days um I think at the st- it's been a couple of weeks, but I got to the very, very end of Baldur's Gate 3, and then I just stopped because I wasn't ready to like cross that finish line just oh, okay. yet. Yeah. Um, but That's I'm sweet. like right at the end. I often get to the final boss of games and then just stop. You know, <laughs> like It was the same with Tears of the Kingdom, the same with Baldur's Gate 3. I just don't want it to be over Tear sometimes. The last page and then I just stop playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like yeah. no, no, if it's left unfinished, it means like I, I, I still, still have I more still game to play. Yeah. Um, so I got right to the end of that. And then I just switched to Final Fantasy VII because one of our mates is playing it for the very first time. Oh, true, and yeah. That was all the motivation I needed to just hop back in and play it again. And yeah. I bet three quarters <laughs> through it already within a few days. And you you absolutely so mentioned it. It is so good. I, I was only saying to you before we started recording, Craig, that I checked my save slots in that game. And the last time I played Remake was 2020. And the last time I played Integrate, which is the PS5, you know, DLC yeah. was 2021. So I've kind of been settling into the two of them, playing them again now, being like, oh, yeah, it's it's, that is that is just the right amount of time to leave it before going into it again, and I've gotten sucked in. Uh, but apart from that, um, I've gotten really excited about uh, Tekken 8 brought out a trailer there, and it was like showcasing all the fighters that have been announced for nice. the new game. Sweet. And we're yep. still waiting on one more reveal, but I got quite excited about that, so I hit back up Tekken 7, and I've, you know, in the times I'm not playing Final Fantasy, 
fancy seven or Baldur's Gate. I'm, I'm hitting up a few fights in, in Tekken just to get in, dust in the rust and dust off before I, know, I get I into mean, it. Because, I mean, when those games launch, you've got a better week to be good. Otherwise, you'll be bad, bad forever. forever. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially it looks like this one, like the online that I played when they had those beta tests that I signed up for. I mean, I got minced in most of those fights because mm. I didn't, uh, I wasn't around for the first week that they did. But the second week, a couple of, a couple of weeks later, I said, I'll hop onto that. But everyone who was on the first week, just like got incredibly good and they yeah. were all champs by the time the second week came along and I was like, oh man. So I'm hoping I can be a little bit better come come Tekken 8, but I'm excited for it, you know? When's Tekken 8 out? January 26th. Nice, okay. Yeah. yeah, so exciting times. It's been a long time since there was a, uh, a new Tekken game and this one's been hyped quite well. It hasn't done it hasn't done the kind of, and again, it, it would never be the same as Smash Brothers, but when we had the reveals of each of the Smash Brothers characters, it was very mm-hmm. exciting because we didn't know who it was going to yeah. be and it was always from a different, uh, you know, a different video game franchise, but they've been releasing kind of like bi-weekly or almost monthly the they've been copying the smash, the smash formula is, yeah, yeah yeah announcing a new character every time and i've been loving that like you know getting yeah. excited about who's who's it's on. a great way to do it for fighting games it, i love that approach it they might do. just be the new way fighting games work after like in a post smash world all fighting games do like a <laughs> champ roster i like announcements yeah. well, nintendo have been doing this since 2008 for oh all, yeah, like, yeah you know yeah, yeah. No, it's the way to do it. So I, I've, I haven't been let down. All of my favorite, like my top five characters have all made the roster. The starting rosters, I don't even have to fucking pay DLC for these guys when, you know, because that's what they'll be doing. I'm sure okay. when they'll announce oh, new yeah. But they haven't announced DLC. DLC characters yet, have they? No. They'll do that after the game comes out, right? Yeah, so they've just, okay, they, yeah. they've got 32 characters to start off the roster yeah. with. Uh, my top five have made the, the starting roster, which is great. And I think down the line, they'll probably bring back a lot of characters that didn't make the starting rosters DLC. Same thing happened with Tekken 7. Yeah. Lots of the, like, the, the main characters from the early iterations of the game never made like didn't make the first cut of Tekken 7 which I thought was mad so they did DLC for those and I never paid for that but you know I'll probably get onto the Tekken 8 buzz and you know get all my characters but um, enough of that fellas we have a debate to decide we have to decide in our opinion and our opinion really matters we're experts in the industry here so we're (laughs) going to be able to decide this uh, definitively we need to figure out who in 2023, performed the best. Was it PlayStation, Sony? Was it Microsoft, Xbox? Or was it Nintendo, Nintendo? Mm. <laughs> that That's true. Called. They are. <laughs> it is the same name twice. It's like, it's, it's like Mario, Mario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Luigi, Mario. Yeah. And Luigi, Mario. Who would like, in this debate... Sorry, my, it's a cat grabbing up my leg here. Uh, who would like to kick off this debate? Uh, start off... From, you know, which, which corner of this trifecta? Green... Blue or red wants to hit it up first. Oh, silence. Mm. You guys don't mm. seem confident. Well, no, because in. in these type of debates, going last gives you an edge. So I'm yeah. just kind of like, yeah, if I go last, I already like have, yeah. I'm halfway to victory. Recency bias. Yeah, you know? yeah. Who, what, uh, what company had the biggest news item earliest in the year? That's a nice way of doing it. Yeah, but I can't... Even if I knew the answer, I don't think I'd tell you. (laughs) I think think the biggest news item, I think, from early on in the year, because we've been following it all year, essentially since the start of the podcast, would have been the Xbox's potential and now confirmed... Oh yeah, Acquisition of Activision was kind of very early on this year. Was that this year? Yeah, it started at the very beginning this year. I think it... Years ago. I I thought it it only came into effect this year. Yeah, the the acquisition started... Yeah, I think it was either last year or the year before that yeah. it started. That yeah, they because yeah. for a couple of years, that. like all the games that were going to come out for multiple consoles would still come out for multiple consoles, and it's only this year that they'll start having games for just Xbox, right? No, no, no. So they've only just acquired Activision like last month. They only just confirmed yeah, the acquisition because like, yeah, they had to go through all the all the court cases and stuff because they were held up in lots oh, of okay. different corners. Yeah. They they got um, Bethesda and they own Bethesda. And the Bethesda games have been confirmed as only ah, Xbox. Bethesda and Activision are different companies. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I just had completely mixed them up. <laughs> so wait, they own Activision as well. 
as Act- of as Activision of, Blizzard. Oh, King. that's right. And yeah. they are, but they won't be able to get Call of Duty on the single uh, console, right? That has been uh, kind of debunked at this point. Well, we don't. See, so this is the thing. It's all up in the air. There's potentially a ten-year agreement in place that means that uh, all consoles will still get um, Call of Duty. But after that ten-year period, it could be uh, Xbox exclusive. But that mm. wasn't an agreed, signed-upon thing. So they could they could backtrack from that if they wanted to. I guess oh, I it's, see, that right? was only yeah. that was only vocally that they said that that wasn't an, an, a signed agreement. I don't think. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't hear about any actual deal or agreement made in that regard that doesn't mean that there wasn't because there was talk of some kind of backroom deals made in order to get sony to take the heat off the fucking empty yeah because sony was hit sony was hit up the courts been like no uh, stop them course, here stop them here stop them okay here. so yeah. this only happened a month ago though so like yep. n- no, no no games in 2023 will be affected right no so no. we can kind of much scratch that completely because it has absolutely no relevance currently well, right? well i mean relevance in terms of i mean if next year we can have the conversation and talk about it like all day long but right as of this moment it means nothing right well i mean i would say it means everything because it's, it's changing the landscape entirely of Activision. I know, but like you know, talking you're talking <laughs> you're, Blizzard. You're, you're talking Activision. about future games as opposed to 2023. Yeah, true. You know? True, but I'm sure if we're gonna go from a, from business perspective and a business, no, I'm just I'm just wondering what kind of points I'm gonna tally up and give to Luke for this type <laughs> of Activision acquisition. Typical, we're gonna have lots of Game Pass, but still no games have been mentioned. So yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this is a big fat zero. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we've wasted a lot of time on it already, and I apologize for that because I asked the question, but this is completely irrelevant to our chat. Yeah. Well, look, I hope you don't have that in your debate because apparently it's completely irrelevant. No, I just have a list of every game on Game Pass in front of me. Actually, that's not true. I tried to put a list of every game on Game Pass in front of me to <laughs> to snap back at Craig's yeah. criticism before. But uh, Google Keep Notes has a 20,000 character limit and they wouldn't all fit. Yeah, but that... so and, th- and this is the argument I'll always put to you, Luke. Just because it's got every game doesn't mean they're all good games. Yeah, yeah but there's a lot of great games. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess. That's so classic, Luke, to say we have thousands of games and to name drop zero games. Okay, okay, (laughs) you know what? Last time we had this conversation, you said Game Pass a hundred times and not once did you mention a game except one, and it was the game that PlayStation also had, which was that crappy game that you repeat constantly every day when you die. Yeah, so like Deathloop. Death oh, Death yeah. Was it? yeah, yeah. So we could start with the list of games that are on PS Plus, even though the company is owned by Microsoft. Microsoft have an exclusivity right to it, like Deathloop, Yakuza, like a Dragon Dishonored Two. We could talk about the games that are game series that are really important to me personally nice. that I really enjoy, like Halo. Persona's on there. I'm really looking forward to getting into that. The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Jusan came in the last day. GTA Five popped up there recently <sighs> that I'm really excited about. Assassin's Creed Origins, a game I've never Can played. Can you talk about Stardew a game Valley, that isn't ten years City old? Skylines, and it's something Citizen that we Sleepers, haven't played like 50 times Hi-Fi Rush Hard Space Shipbreaker both came out this year all the new Hitman games Party Animals uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge is on there Vampire Survivors those are just the games that came out this year that I loved Uh, I can go into deeper ones like Slay the Spire Power Wash Simulator Persona came out this year I don't think so no, no, the, the, I, I jumped to the list of things that came out this year after you made your criticism. Okay. And now I'm going back to the full list of things. Oh, this is juicy stuff, fellas. That <laughs> are really, really like just my cups of tea down to a thing. Things like Power Wash Simulator, lots of like indie games. Uh, Death Store sounded really cool. I'm really looking forward to getting into that. The Doom games are on there. Doom games are also on PS Plus. Even though I think Microsoft has an exclusivity agreement with id Software. Mm-hmm. Not totally sure about that. Um, yeah, Citizen Sleepers, Stardew Valley, which is a game I've never actually sat down and had a go with but that's popped up on game pass there um this month i think um yeah. great game 
that's about that's about 20 games on the me list and some of them aren't games some of them are franchises with like four or five games in them so uh yeah i could go into the games that came out this month thirsty suitors football manager 2024 dungeons 4 like a dragon guide and the man who erased his name the sequel to the really popular yakuza like a dragon spin-off series of the yakuza series which looks absolutely hilarious has one of the main characters showing up in America. The trailer was hilarious. Wild Hearts, Spirit. Oh, was Coral that the one where Island. he was covering, covering his boss? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that was a good trailer. Um, all the Yakuza games as well. Like the the list I did of the, where I tried to put every Game Pass game onto my keep notes and they all wouldn't fit. Went down as far as like halfway through the W, which left out the whole Wolfenstein series, the new Wolfenstein series, which is great. And all of the Yakuza games, which are also on PS Plus, even though there seems to be an exclusivity agreement going in the direction of Microsoft. And yeah, man. And I'm, I'm sorry, the last one that came out this month is Persona 5 Tactica. I don't know what that is. Though. Oh, that's a really crappy looking strategy yeah. Persona game that was just kind of a bit of a money yeah. grab by the looks of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, just, just so I know, like is, yeah. is, 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 I mean, I, I, I hope, I mean, this is entirely up to you to, to bat for the green corner, but is your entire argument Games Pass for Xbox? Um, no, there, no, there's, there's some things that, uh, some strategy outlining done by Phil Spencer this year that really tickled my fancy and me- made me really excited for mm-hmm. the green corner. Mm-hmm. Stuff that he was talking about. I guess I'll go into it now. We're on Xbox anyway, so I'll go into, yeah. into it now. Um, I'll, go, I'll go a bit down through the year, kind of in short, as I remember. I haven't written this down. I've just written down Game Pass games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the year, as I remember it, uh, did kind of kick off the Activision Blizzard stank over the back of... Um, all of the anti uh, anti competition, like financial regulators getting involved in the UK, and then there was some in I think Australia uh, that was a big thing, and then maybe France at one point, and the US obviously as well, and the <clears throat> and Sony were kind of pushing back, making the claim that the the it it was all a big bunch of claims around anti competition and stuff like that, and it all eventually shook out in Sony's main claim. Uh, all the ones resolves themselves like the US ones resolve themselves I think all the international ones resolve themselves except the one in the UK where Sony was fighting the side that Xbox was being uncompetitive or unfairly competitive in a sense because of its cloud gaming platform um, which I guess the argument being made was if you got these games exclusive for Xbox and you have this cloud gaming platform in which none of the other companies are competitive in any way that gives them an unfair edge but they're making a strange argument saying that you know oh microsoft we talked about this lots on the podcast like microsoft uh shouldn't have this edge in cloud gaming and microsoft was kind of like well you guys can do cloud gaming too it was a funny and i think it was kind of i think it was their hail mary i think they realized that on their probably their normal argument of like well we actually just don't want you to have active activision because we want call of duty i think they realized that wasn't really a goer because they were willing to pay you know billions Mm -hmm. of dollars to have it so playstation was like um cloud gaming don't don't do the cloud game thing. But as you said, if you're not going to invest in the market yourself, you can't really complain about Microsoft having the biggest share of that because that's mm-hmm. that's their plan. Yeah, know? exactly. It's a, it was a it was a weird kind of stinker argument to make. But it's like it's all all fair in love and war. Like that was mm-hmm. that was PlayStation's move to make tactically and I think it allowed them to get certain concessions from Xbox in the end in yeah. the form of potentially some backdoor agreement about the exclusivity being left open for franchises like Call of Duty and stuff into the future. Um, I, ooh, I'm trying to, <clears throat> oh, sorry, this is a, a Phil Spencer quote that I've pulled up on my phone. I'll come back to that in a sec. But um, 
Doug Bowser had a great quote about uh, kind of that whole realm of things. And kind of representing Nintendo's side, he made a statement essentially saying, I, I don't care. Nintendo don't care that Xbox are doing this. I've been in my position in the industry for 16 years and exclusivity is the name of the game. It's the way it's always been. Nothing has changed about this. And there are still so many new indie studios coming out that are changing the game and making titles from small ones to like AAA titles on their own that this doesn't really shake the basket much for us. So um, so it was, a, it was a weird, it was just a news story that kept cropping up in the news episodes annoyingly um, about the Activision Blizzard, Blizzard merger and like it being delayed and stuff like that. Which isn't to say it isn't a significant item. Like they spent seventy billion. It was huge money, yeah. Seventy billion acquiring ABK, and uh, yeah, it was. It kind of just kept cropping up through the year through that kind of thing. There was the big L that uh, Microsoft took in the form of Redfall, which was oh, Arcane yeah. Studios' game. Arcane are one of my favorite game studios. Um, they have a phenomenally talented team. I think it was Arcane Austin, their American studio that. Uh, worked on Redfall and it just came out to it just, it just looked awful I didn't play it myself but the game I saw streamers play it and I saw reviews of it and it just looked awful I, I think the so only one the only one you really need to watch bad. on that is Donkey's one Donkey's one on that kind of covers it was that the Gollum game? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when you said awful, I was just like, it was, oh, shit, it, it was, it was pegged as because it was one of the, and I guess that's what people got excited about because it was one of the potential new big exclusives for Xbox. And of course, PlayStation's mm. made its name on exclusive. It's where everyone's saying that maybe yeah, Microsoft absolutely. and Xbox were kind of falling behind, and maybe that's where they were losing some of the, you know, some of the races year on year. Yeah. Um, so everyone pegged it as this great. And look, I saw the trailer for initially the first announcement trailer, and it looked class, like a team of four people. Off you go, yeah. vampire hunting, and it, it looks like it could be scary to like you go into houses and it could be quite spooky and woo but then i watched all the stuff for the game it was basic it was like luster it was buggy as hell so um what was the first game then like you said you're a big fan of the studio what did they do before that arcane and the studio that did Deathloop, and they did all the dishonored games um and they did a half-life spin-off and they did a game for steven spielberg a really long time ago they're i think they're a spin-off are they spin-off of Valve? They might be spin-off of Valve. Or they've definitely worked on Valve titles or whatever. Okay, yeah. um, but they just... Uh, the way, the philosophy that they approach their games with is one that you don't really see a lot where like games like Dishonored and especially games like Deathloop, they think through or they try to think through every possible way of playing the game even knowing that you're only going to experience one. And there's just... So, like you could play Dishonored five times, take five different approaches to every single mission and it can play out in different ways there's all these like beautiful little hidden things that they just they just put mountains of work into packing their games with really great content which was why i was really excited for redfall yeah and it looked cool in the trailers but then it just flopped so hard speaking um, of and i'm not saying this is a flop but i don't think it hit kind of the heights that people were expecting what was your opinion on because redfall was it was considered maybe not their their golden the golden egg for xbox exclusive this year but starfield was considered to be their winning I thought that was game. going to be the big, big game of yeah. this year. Uh, yeah. You played it a little bit, didn't you? Or yeah. did you get into it? Yeah, yeah, I played it a little bit. It didn't really capture my imagination. Mm. The story stuff kind of bounces me off. Uh, if the story is dodgy or a bit forced or something, that can be a super disenchanting for me. And that, uh, that felt like the case with Starfield. Like, it was such a MacGuffin-y opening where a guy, you touch a material that makes you see some kind of cosmic plane and 
get imprinted with this message and that's all fine but then because that happens a guy basically just gives you his ship for free even though you're like a complete nobody from a mining colony and he has no reason to trust you he just gives you his ship and then off you go and it's so i'm just like in the ship on my own being like what's going on how did i get here it's what like, are the like, stakes like, like mid, mid to late 90s uh game like linear gameplay yeah, being like really here's just... here's the magic key stranger and, and the guy you who know. gives you a ship doesn't even come with you he's just like yeah take my ship i trust you to go to the place i want you to go to and then just leaves you um the king that I, the thing that actually kicked me away from it uh was like it, that kind of stuff really annoyed me the gameplay was quite tight in it like the the gunplay stuff was like i think i said this to you guys in private but the gunplay stuff was really good mm-hmm. um which is strange for like a bethesda game they fallout games Apart from that, like. that was my biggest worry because when I heard that the actual kind of the 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 gameplay loop wasn't that exciting in terms of the exploration wasn't what it was built up to be mm. or whatever else, I said Jesus Christ because if this is if none of that's working yeah. and you've got Fallout level of you know gunplay in the game and that's what ne- I could never get into that with the Fallout games Bethesda games has kind of took me away from that like lock on yeah. to like certain sections of the body yeah, parts the yeah, and, yeah. and I was like and nah, then your nah. accuracy is like 40% and you're just like wait why uh, what's the <laughs> he's point right is, in front of me but I'm glad that the resounding kind of opinion was that they actually managed that very very well the they, gunplay stuff was very exciting they nailed it it's very it's very satisfying to play that side of it um, but by the time I got to the ship and was trying to do any kind of space movement, which I assumed would be such a huge part of the game, it was very unsatisfying. Um, now, I'm maybe a little bit biased against it because my favorite games are like Outer Wilds, which is just a game based in space and moving in 3D. Mm-hmm. And then I, at the time, I was playing a different game called Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is a game pass, I think it's an Xbox exclusive, where you basically work in a space shipyard taking in ships and like just disassembling them with the laser cutter Mm -hmm. and you have to move around in 3d space and orient your thing and it's very satisfying control scheme very simple game but when starfield couldn't nail that and i just played a game that did nail that it was like i was kind of like oh come on guys yeah Yeah, yeah, definitely left a sour taste um but yeah so my own opinions like i didn't get sucked into it but i have heard like really great opinions of it from some people a lot of people react to it the way i did where they're just like "Eh, yeah and they kind of bounce off it or don't enjoy it which is such a pity because you know as much as i'm obviously always and have been for my entire childhood playing video games i was a nintendo kid growing up but then the moment playstation was released i've always been a playstation fanboy ever since but i was really rooting for like the next stage of exclusives to, you know, for another because like you know Nintendo has the Mario's the Zelda's yeah. you know uh, PlayStation has the the Final Fantasies the God of Wars the Horizons and I was just like I'd love to I, I'd love to be excited or to be sat down and said oh man maybe I do want to get like a Games Pass membership to play this mm-hmm. next especially because it was a space exploration game and I'm a mm-hmm. big lover of Mass Effect yeah. and it was a, for me I just kind of felt sad for Microsoft that they didn't really nail that in the way that everybody like all the build up all the hype to that we, yeah. and, and it didn't crash as much as Cyberpunk but it had kind of a bit of a Cyberpunk vibe where a lot of what was sold to us at the beginning didn't really come to f- fruition in the way that they were kind of leading us on to be the exploration wasn't really true exploration I, and yeah i don't think they really i don't think they really falsely sold it in any way it was just kind of I, there might have been like a case of that everyone was kind of expecting everything of this game like yeah. it was going to fulfill every one of their fantasies and expectations it, for that game were rough like you know? yeah they were they were so high and i don't what's weird is i don't think it was a failure like i don't think it was a resounding like blow like ev- no, not everyone will agree that it was a success but i don't think everyone will agree that it was a failure either like it didn't it was a tight game it it's it is the kind of game that it is which is what i hear from a lot of people who love it and swear by it they say exactly that 
you know, I get that this isn't everyone's cup of tea, but I am absolutely loving it, and I look forward to going to play it every time. And I go, yeah, yeah, fair. You know you what do, the you. game is, like you, you get it. Um, there is a weird thing thrown around about there being a twelve-hour time sink before the game makes sense, which obviously, like. I, I don't have time to put that amount of time into yeah, a game. Yeah, I'm in my 30s. I want to play a game for 12 hours before I decide whether or not <laughs> yeah. it's for me. You know, yeah, I should like, know that. I should know well, that. As long as you're enjoying hour. those 12 hours, yeah, yeah, not knowing true. what's going on is fine. Yeah. So long as it was enjoyable. But it's the like process. the I- idea that there's some ramp up during that 12 hours that you will enjoy it like half a day of your life to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to get to a point where you enjoy a game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is worth it. But um, no, Starfield was a uh, Starfield was kind of middling. I don't think it brought a stock down. I don't think I lifted a stock up. Uh, but it, was a, it, it was a cool thing to, for for me even just watching it was a cool thing for Microsoft and Xbox to get excited about like fans yeah. to get excited yeah, about yeah. because I don't think they've had like I mean everyone was, was quite pumped for Halo yeah. that new Halo and that ended up being a bit of a you know a false flag for Microsoft that never got off the ground but I was excited for Xbox fans with Starfield I was like well there's something to get pumped about because yeah. you know us as PlayStation Nintendo fans the next Zelda is always a massive big deal yeah. and you know the next you know the God of War the next you know uh, Final Fantasy whatever it might be is always a big you know item for, for PlayStation so yeah. I was happy I was thrilled that Xbox fans were finally getting that kind of here's this one thing that you know you'll be delighted you have an Xbox for you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know if, again I don't know if I totally agree because like Halo kind of has gotten off the ground and it had like Halo's player base is the largest it's been since a month after it came out like halo infinite is has quality of life the largest it's been doesn't mean it's large though that's the thing yeah. do you know what I mean because it was so poorly received at the beginning that i know what no, you're saying it, it has it has oh but halo like it was not poorly received in the beginning oh it was pretty no received. it wasn't it no completely disagree you're talking about halo one halo infinite like the newest oh, one, okay. the, the most the yeah. most recent one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the multiplayer, people thought the campaign was lackluster. The multiplayer didn't have enough map variation or, or gameplay variation. People had to wait a long time before that was actually solved. Maybe maybe I'm totally out of touch with that, but that is not my estimation of things at all. But when did the Halo Infinite come out? This was 2020. I think it might have been early 2022 or late 2021. It had delays. It had hilarious delays. Okay. Because uh, it was during all the crunch stuff and like Cyberpunk coming out and being a mess. And yeah, they, they yeah. kind of went, ooh, that's yeah. not, uh, that's <laughs> not okay, released. But like, if we were to like narrow down like game of the year contenders, you know, for like Microsoft, for Xbox, or for Xbox, for PlayStation, and for Nintendo, mm-hmm. what would be the Xbox exclusives that could compete for game of the year in 2023? Um, that's a great question. I don't know. I think they'd be indie titles um i think starfield can compete i don't think it would win but i think starfield would be in the yeah for, for conversation sure like there. again there's enough of a there's enough of a player base for starfield that really really love it to to give it uh, a push up there it definitely wouldn't be my game of the year because it just didn't maybe they didn't give it a fair enough shake but you know i think uh i think tears of the kingdom has a way better show and like final fantasy is supposed to be amazing mm. um but uh maybe starfield would be up there but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I th- a lot of these, a lot of these discussions don't like. We've talked about this before. Like a lot of these discussions don't have much of a bearing on the way I play video games and like why I love Xbox so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. you like Xbox is apparent to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> big time. It's in your it, podcast yeah. name, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, it definitely seems to benefit someone who didn't get a lot of time in recent years to play video games yeah, and yeah, is man. now catching up. Yeah. If you are in that category, then yeah. you have a ton of content. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are someone who games when the new games come out day one, Mm-hmm. It seems like you have nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, th- nothing in terms of exclusivity, but yes. 
but which is like, the relevance of today. Yeah, well, yeah, sure, but like that doesn't mean that if you're an Xbox gamer, you can't play games. I know, but you could out. play those games in 2022, right? Yeah, or like you could. You're saying that you could also play them on PlayStation. You could also play them on Nintendo. I don't think that's a an argument against Xbox. It's not like they're completely cut out of the loop. They're cut out of the loop and playing God of War or The Last of Us. Oh yeah, no. Zelda. So in, in terms of the console exclusives, yeah, they're you know Xbox is losing there. Games Pass is is an amazing is an amazing thing. But again, I think it it, it appeals to a certain kind of gamer. And like as Craig says, and like yeah, I, I, when you say it's the best deal in the gaming, like statistically looking at it financially, absolutely it is. Like you know, your bang for your book is unquestionable but that being said from my perspective as a gamer i don't want to now only have a chance to play persona 5 i wanted to play yeah. persona 5 when it came out four you know three four years right. ago and the same thing with that can be said for i mean i think some of the other games you brought up there like assassin's creed origins if i wanted to play assassin's creed origins i would have you know i guess assassin's creed went away from me a long time ago but let's say if in that argument origins was again two years ago i don't want to have to like if i'm paying for games pass i'm paying for it for two years before I get to play this game that might be on my list of things that I want to play. So that's mm-hmm. why, from my perspective, Games Pass doesn't appeal to me, but I can, cannot... But there's a massive market of people. We can't, like, just because it doesn't exactly. benefit us, like, no. there's definitely a massive market of people with not a lot of free time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who has kids, like, yeah. will benefit massively. You know, I'm yeah, in my yeah. mid thirties. I'm probably like against the norm for not yeah, have, for, for for having so much free time. Like yeah. you know, most people who are thirty six probably have very limited time and can play only a couple of games a year. Like yeah, and financially, yeah. like financially, it is undeniably the, the the best deal in gaming currently. And we'll get, I can get onto that in my argument in PlayStation it, for sure. It, like you know, it does also play into like a couple of other factors. Stuff that I've talked about with Chris, where like I don't trust a lot of triple a games makers to release a working game on day one mm-hmm. like i don't that's not been my experience i stay away from them and i don't get bitten by like that's a solid a, i would never yeah. play an assassin's creed game on day one are you joking have you seen the glitches from those games they're absolutely insane i am delighted to play assassin's creed origins when after it's, it's been beta tested for like three years <laughs> yeah. and i can play it for free yeah that's great that just pops up on my feed i have a very casual relationship with when things come out I kind of just approach it from a point of view that I love video games and I love original ideas and I love like trying new stuff all the time and it just works for me. The last thing that I'll touch on before we get off of Xbox is kind of the off the back of the Redfall L that Microsoft took. Phil Spencer um, hopped on with the kind of funny guys, wasn't it? Or Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did an interview with those guys where he kind of, he talked about all that kind of stuff and I loved how he defended arcane um uh, uh, which kind of spoke to the microsoft philosophy and like a, a part of it that i love which is that he was like yeah redfall w- didn't meet expectations like it was literally a bad game you weren't getting what you were supposed to get for the money that you paid for we're going to fix that that's wrong and we're not going to let that happen again but we're also not going to go and like knock on arcane's door and say you guys fucked all this up you let this down this is rah 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 kind of, rah, kind yeah. of thing he, he took def- ownership as yeah, it was he, like we should have stepped in as you know as the, yeah. as the microsoft side of things and directed them but we kind yeah. of just opened the door they were brand new to all the systems and we kind of left them alone and, we, and shouldn't have and he wasn't saying it in a mean way more of a we should have been there to help and we weren't and yeah it should have been there to help and not gatekeep not like he, he made a really good point about not trying to stymie any creativity from them that he wants to leave devs to do what they do but there's clearly communicate like so many big flubs in video games like there's clearly someone 
not communicating properly what the product they had yeah. that was ready because pressure was on them for whatever reason. The ball was dropped. Phil Spencer took that L, said, no, we're not going to, we're, we're going to keep our faith in Arcane as I believe he should because they're a wonderful studio. Um, and we're going to back them like to the end of time. And then in that same interview, we kind of touched a little bit about what Xbox's strategy is going forward, like what they're thinking regards to consoles. Um, and I have a quote from him here, which is just, I don't know why, but uh, he said, the philosophy of self-disruption and ripping up the old playbook is even more pertinent post-acquisition, speaking about the Activision Blizzard acquisition, mm -hmm. reinforcing the strategy to build a robust portfolio of games and IPs. The business is no longer about the box itself, which is especially relevant in countries where consoles may never become a viable platform. So he's kind of talking about consoles there and like, what the next what the ps6 is going to be and what the next xbox is and how their focus kind of really isn't on that anymore i heard someone fight that argument and talk and they were talking about like the specs that smartphones have like mobile phones have these days because he's like and he was like look you can play a bunch of games that you thought would only run on your console on your phone now not with cloud gaming you can just download them and play them on your phone with a bluetooth controller and xboxes seem they feel seems really keen to get the xbox platform as many places as possible yeah i remember a friend in 2016 i think it was telling me he was really excited because his switch had an xbox app appear on it and he got really excited about it and he was telling me about it and he was like he was like do you know what this means this means that i could like play my xbox games on my switch and i was like i don't think that that's what that means like do you do you really believe that like microsoft is actually going to try and move their games onto other platforms like switch and he was right like that's that is their long-term strategy we heard about it coming out that uh, uh, xbox tried to buy nintendo at one point oh my god yeah thank god that didn't happen or, oh, otherwise Jesus, otherwise run them into the ground yeah you'd have them in the green you'd be fighting the green corner then craig god love you like you know <laughs> it would be the gray corner because green and red would cancel each other oh look at that yeah um what color does that make <laughs> gray just gray it's just gray yeah they cancel oh, yeah. each other um so but yeah like the so their strategy at the moment seems to be to just get their stuff onto as many platforms as possible and that comes from a perspective of like having as many IPs and like strong, like a good portfolio of games and just getting that out to as many people as possible. And the Game Pass model is the perfect vehicle for that. And it seems to be working. I've no idea how Project X Cloud is going. I've no idea what their cloud gaming service is like. I played it a bit last year and I had fun with it playing Cyberpunk on my on this phone. Was, Why would you do that? It was class. Like, no, don't lie. It was There's class. no way it was fun. That's ridiculous. It what was an awful fun. thing to say. Driving around you, the you city. You thought Cyberpunk was good on a fucking yeah, just driving around my six car inch screen. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so fun. Not shooting. Even even on my 65-inch TV, I wish it could be bigger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> more like, I need more space. <laughs> um, so do you want me to go ahead and fight old Blue Corner? No, I, I'm, I'm angry now. I need to go next. You, you, <laughs> all right, right. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo. Because we away, were talking right? about nothing for like the last 15 minutes. Like, the way you're like, you know, I was like, when is he going to say something? You know, it's like a news episode or something. Like, all no, right. I can't have that. So I'm going in with games, games, games. This is why Nintendo had such a great year. A new Fire Emblem game. Um, they had 48 new tracks for Mario Kart, including one that they're going to release next week, which is my favorite of all time. DK and that is DK Mountain Wait, for the GameCube. If they're new tracks, how can it be your favorite game of all time? Are all 48 of them new? Did I say favorite game of all time? No, your favorite track of all time. What Favorite it, track of all time yeah, yeah. from the GameCube game in 2002. Oh, so they're, they're releasing the, it for, for Mario Kart 8. The 48 tracks aren't new. There. It's 48 for Mario Kart 8. The, 
the, they're being released as new tracks, but uh-huh. for the newest game, the okay. Switch game, you yeah, know? Cool. But they're all old tracks. Yeah. They're releasing them as new. So you can kind of call them remastered, but you get them all for 25 euro, which is amazing in terms of like a package deal like yeah. that. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but like the first four Mario Kart games um, only had 16 tracks. Like even Double Dash on the GameCube, which was my favorite, only had 16. So this now has 96 in total, you know. So you can get those 96 if you go on and get the Switch game for 50 euro using one of your vouchers. You're yep. not going to get it any cheaper than that because Nintendo don't do that. <laughs> but you'll get the DLC for 25. So that's for 75 euro you're getting the best Mario Kart game ever mm-hmm. with an extra 48 tracks on top of the existing 48. Like that just makes Mario Kart 8 the greatest Mario Kart ever you know like it's absolutely fantastic sure. and i love that they finally got um uh some of those great new tracks because some of those tracks are just absolutely amazing so fire emblem i actually thought it was a shite game but it's a big game for nintendo <laughs> so i mean we'll throw fire emblem engage in engage there. oh yeah it was yeah, awful. Yeah. awful 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 but some people enjoy that and it, the meta score is pretty good i don't know how the uh, pikmin 4 was miyamoto's project he'd been working on it for about 10 years God craig are you really leading your nintendo arguments <laughs> with a pikmin 4 release no, 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 no not leading but are I'm you not including leading. that i'm including it. oh yeah. my god if i didn't include it i'd run out of the game very are, quickly things <laughs> are not by, you know voting well for nintendo and no, no, I mean, I could open with, like, a big one, but I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to build up to okay, it. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> like, okay, good, good. Because yeah, these know. are big release. Like, Pikmin 4 is a massive release. Donkey had a video on it, so you know it's big, you know? <laughs> um, so then there's Kirby's Dream Return to Dreamland, which was a remaster of the, the Wii game. I'd never even heard of this, but it sold loads, so I'm just going to include it. Then we had Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Granted, that was made in 2022, but I didn't release it then because of the war, because they were cowards, but it's a 2023 <laughs> game. Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door, another remaster of an amazing RPG from 2002. Good RPG. And um, Metroid Prime remastered. They released the, the trilogy as a uh, buy it again. Nintendo GameCube games were ne- absolutely amazing, but they're re releasing them. So there I was going to say, Nintendo sent them pretty tired so far. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought it would be absolutely terrible because I honestly thought every 2D Mario. I've never liked the 2D Mario games since Mario Brothers 3. I thought they mastered it then, and then they've just been trying to copy it since. But that Super Mario Brothers Wonder game has been getting like ten out of tens, and, and stuff I can like that. I can stand for that. I'm playing it with the guys at the minute. Where I don't know, like twenty five percent of the way through the game, it is such a joy to play, yeah. such a joy. Like I mean, some people have been going, "Oh, that's a massive contender for game of the year." And like, how could it ever no. be better than Super Mario Odyssey? Like a three D Mario with like hundreds of worlds and hundreds of great levels. And this is just a two D scroller where I'm jumping on Goombas. But guess what? I can turn into an elephant now. Like that's not enough. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Big. This is great. He's fighting, <laughs> the, he's fighting our corner for us I was going to say, I'm just going to sit back here and, I, <laughs> and let Craig destroy his own the, As soon as Super Mario Maker came out, I was like, great, done. 2D Mario is dead. Yeah, we true. don't need it anymore. I thought that you too, know? yeah. It's over. The community's got it. this, yeah. Um, but apparently Super Mario Wonder is great. Well, and also, as a, as a, just as a, as a point, I mean, I'm surprised you want to say that the great 2D Mario is dead. 2D Mario, for me, is one of, still one of my favorite all-time platforming games. And I'm glad we got a new one. And, you know, it's, it's kind of family-friendly and a bit easy. Yeah. But 2D Mario platformers have been some of the for me the best games ever made sorry i just wanted to make that point for you okay well since the 2d mario brother like since the new super mario brothers came into play yeah 
they have released New Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, New Super Mario Brothers DS, Wii. New Super Mario Brothers 3DS, New Super Luigi Brothers, yeah. and New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Yeah. They are all carbon copies of each other yes, with the same awful. background, yeah. generic background, yep. every single time. Yep. Like, you know? Like, I don't know if you played the Donkey Kong Tropical I did. Freeze. Tropical thing. Freeze. Like, like, that shit's all over every single one of those yep. Mario games. <laughs> like, no question. But see, like, this, this is what I'm... So, Wonders is especially important because they... They do have different backgrounds. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well done, Nintendo. Nintendo, you finally decide to fucking put a screenshot on the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it does. It was good. You know, my thing about for that for Nintendo would be good for you guys because they had really gotten so tired in other 2D, you know, Mario side-scrolling games. And Wonders has been a real refreshing step in the right and direction. And it's great to see them actually work at it because yeah. for me my yeah, opinion true. has always yeah. been nintendo will always release a 2d mario when they have nothing to release yeah yeah because they know they can probably make that game in about two months three and months it, and it will because sell they're like just refreshing or they already yeah. had mario maker so we know that they have the tools to make these things really quick yeah so they probably just fucking threw a quick package together and went there you go there's a ign 8 out of 10 they won't ever criticize us so this is going to sell really well like, yeah you know, and yeah. it's just a generic 2d mario game yes. so super mario brothers wonder fantastic for them they've actually put the effort in this time yeah. you know so it you know it's great because the last 10 years they've really been fucking lazy with that shit but the number one game i say for this entire year maybe even the last decade is uh tears of the kingdom uh, the legend of zelda tears yeah. of the kingdom and that is an exceptional game you know and it came out in may i didn't get to talk about it at the review but i absolutely adored that game and all the creative things you could do in it like so i was just overwhelmed with what i could do and how good it made me feel so that is just a classic case of games 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 now i mentioned about 10 games there not one of them is on xbox not one of them is on playstation they are all nintendo only you know so if you want to play these games and most people would because tears of the kingdom is a must-have game super mario brothers wonder if you have siblings if you have kids is a must-own game you mm. know metroid prime if you didn't play it in 2002 or paper mario if you didn't play it in 2002 <laughs> or advance wars if you didn't play it in 2004 or kirby's return to dreamland if you didn't play it in 2008 like then, then you, you can play too these games. can pay 300 yeah. euro for a console and an so, additional 60 euro for every one of every these Every one titles. of those tired remakes. Yeah. Every one of those absolutely Remasters, tired remakes. But me. granted, as great as those games are, and it's the reason I dislike the whole Game, ba game Pass my Xbox argument, is that Metroid Prime, although it was a great game, it was a great game in 2002. Now, I don't know, because I can't judge it on that merit. like you know, And it is just a remaster, and I'm not excited because I played it to completion multiple times the same way with paper mario the thousand year door i would tell great every game. single person to go out and buy that game, game. but i played it three or four times in 2002 so yeah. it's useless to me now like yeah. i don't want to play it i played it to death i know all the characters i know all the levels i know everything so that is absolutely useless to me advance wars was a absolutely lazy ass remaster that had terrible multiplayer yeah well the oh original God, game was so excellent that if you yeah. never played it it's still a must still own game. And like the multiplayer was close to being amazing. They just, they got lazy on connectivity options. Yeah. And classic Nintendo, because, you know, online Nintendo is, is notoriously poor. But yeah, we, we tried getting into that. And I had so much potential yeah. to be I, excellent. And it just... If we do get, get get another go, I actually did create two more levels for me, you and Colin, the triad. Yeah, just yeah. to give it a, a once more go over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I 
put so much effort into balancing them out so it'd be completely fair for all three of us so yeah a separate topic for another day but <laughs> i'm really looking forward to that so that's more kind of awesome gameplay that we've been able to get out of advance wars but i mean you go down the lists i mean the mario karts the fire emblem like these are massive games not for me but for nintendo and financially and whatever like pikmin mario kart fire emblem mar uh new mario new zelda and then a bunch of remasters and like that is it, if anything it might even be nintendo's biggest year ever and what's mm-hmm. most impressive about that is this is definitely the switch's swan song year it's by 100 percent, it's this the swan yeah. song year next year i'm going to get absolutely annihilated if we have this conversation again like yeah yeah, yeah. but because I mean, they're gonna have nothing they're gonna throw out a couple of 2d marios at the end of the year i think we'll get switch 2 next year i think we'll get an announcement i think we'll get switch 2 next year i don't know what games we'll get but we'll get I switch don't 2 think yeah, we'll i don't, get I don't switch think we'll, 2 i think we might get switch 2 yeah. i don't if think we we'll get, get switch 2 then it's gonna have the worst launch oh yeah oh, well, that's, well maybe that's not it. the worst launch because the wii u also had the, a terrible launch but it's gonna mimic the launch of the wii u <laughs> yeah. because yeah, they've nothing built up yeah. if they just released the zelda if they just released the mario or if that means the they can't have a new one for at least three years you yeah. Know? yeah but it's impressive for me to think that like when i think about you know the ending of the ps3 era the ending of the ps4 era like they were still kind of like banging out games for those as the ps4 was coming into existence and in, in this iteration when yeah, the ps5 yeah. was coming into existence but all the games they were banging <laughs> out were nothing games whereas the yeah, switch yeah. and nintendo it's quite impressive that some of their biggest ips had new brand new iterations of their games coming out in their final year which was not what I expected. I thought, like, when I first saw the line- lineups for, like, you know, things that might come into the future, it was like, there was a, there's a Peach game, Luigi's Mansion 2 mm. for the DS is getting remastered. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually been But that's what I feel. Those year. are the games that are going to come out next year, which is why I don't think we're going to get the... Uh Switch, switch too because it might get announced next year it, it might get announced might next year it. but it won't get released because then they just they it will literally have no games because all the studios are, are busy still like nobody is free to make a switch 2 game you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. true that uh, so for 2023 i'm putting my hat in the corner for nintendo tears of the kingdom will be game of the year because i played final fantasy 16 <laughs> i haven't played mr mario brothers wonder but if it wasn't good enough to beat mario odyssey then it's not good enough to beat fucking zelda uh, to I love, a better game I love that people oil. are considering that to be game of the year but as a person who's played it I'm like that's not in the conversation <laughs> I know but you know how these people like IGN yeah. and yes, like yeah, they're yeah. all biased and they're like oh a 2D Mario game that hasn't been a game of the year contender since I don't know fucking 1999 let's throw it in there yeah, you know? Yeah, even though true. it's completely yeah. not it's, in there on it's merit it's a yeah. political yeah. thing yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, weird like I don't know if you guys remember but Super Mario Galaxy in 2007 won game of the year and then 2009 Super Mario Galaxy 2 got better reviews got better scores all around and wasn't even nominated because oh, really? they, they got it the first time so people were like ah no uh, we have let's, a, let's not give it the second 3G, time I'm like you Marios. fucking bastards that has nothing to do with the merit system of a video game yeah. you don't go oh, touchy feelings I'm like, like no I want that type of game to do well it's either a good game or it isn't mm-hmm. take your personal shit out of here you know true, <laughs> Super true. Mario Galaxy 2 was the best game of 2009 and wasn't nominated mm-hmm. and I think that's an absolute disgrace it's, <laughs> it's only just occurring to me Greg that you are the only I think you're one of the only people I know who's played Tears of the Kingdom and FF16 because I hear a lot of people claiming FF16 for Game of the Year but FF16 well it's always anyone in those corners are usually like they just haven't played what's better so they they just (laughs) for them it's a great game and for me it's a great game too Mm. it's an 8 out of 10 which is the best Final Fantasy has been since in a really long time yeah Yeah. since then wow okay yeah Yeah. but it's like so I'm still delighted but it's not Game of the Year not even close 16 will be a nomination for sure I think but it won't win Game of the Year like even playing Final Fantasy 7 now 
and Niall is playing Final Fantasy VII, a, a friend of ours, and he's like, man, this is so much better. And like oh, Final Fantasy 16? VII wasn't right, okay. game of the year, and that came out three years ago. Yeah. Like, you know? It was my yeah. game of the year that year. It's a pity it didn't Same. win, but, yeah. but there we go. <laughs> Are you ready for the blue corner, gentlemen? Is that um, yeah, I think I'm closing? ready for the blue corner. So all I, I have no idea how how well the Switch sold. I have no idea what their strategy is for 2024. All I know is in 2023, they've released two Game of the Year contenders, one of which will be Game of the Year. A nice Another. A final argument to end it on. Oh, you got something, Luke? No, I just... Uh, no, I, I don't want to... I, I don't think they're hitting their sales targets is what came came off the back of the last... It's Nintendo just everyone Direct. already has yeah. a Switch. It's already... And it, it's yeah. really, really, like, really That's what well I mean. It's, it's like, you know, Nintendo in this argument said a bit of a disadvantage because we're talking about Xbox and, and PlayStation in the middle of this console generation and, and Nintendo dragging <laughs> the body of the Switch through the dirt through the, through the just, last console yeah, generation like, come on still. please but let, do us another year yeah. you know which is great I think they're doing great given the, given, given the fact that it's like 7, 8 but years old now n- like Nintendo will always be the second console you know like mm. it's I don't think it's many people's first console because yeah, if it like, is you're losing out on way too much that's it like know? I own an Xbox and I own a Nintendo Switch I own like, a Playstation I own a Nintendo Switch <laughs> yeah. and I own yeah. a Playstation and a Nintendo Switch yeah. and I think for a lot of people that's the way it's gonna remain yeah. until xbox get the exclusives going yeah you know yeah or vive or you know fucking sony make a game pass you know like to switch it something something affordable because it's one that has great games and others has all the games from everywhere what on that right before we jump into the playstation of course what's the price point of ps plus extra Omega, I can called. I can find it now. Uh, unfortunately, the one I have was, was six. Uh, apparently, it's gone up, but I got it for sixty euro, and it has everything except the PlayStation One games and stuff like that. For like, sixty euro for the year, is it sixty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or wasn't it? Or uh, I ch- no, because uh, sixty was the regular. It was a hundred euro then. So the PS was, uh, the PS Plus essential now after it's which is the basic one which which you need, and this would be one of my criticisms when I get into my you know fighting for the blue corner. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the twelve month membership for PlayStation Plus essential, the basic one, is seventy two euro now after the thirty percent increase. What's the middle tiered one? The premium. That's the one I have. That's the one everyone should get if they don't want to play games from twenty years ago because they're irrelevant. <laughs> I wish you would just show me the price point of them. Uh, uh, maybe PlayStation are a bit embarrassed to like put maybe. the price. I'm sure they can't compete place. in that category. Yeah, like oh no, the, 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 the cost of their membership stuff is 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 in last place. Because the funny thing about it is now, I mean, Nintendo doesn't have a huge amount to offer. I don't think in their online uh, the online spectrum. No, I didn't even uh, mention that. But once, I got I got I I got like Nintendo, you know, online for another year for 1999. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, yeah, it's yeah. dirt cheap. But the Nintendo to fight that corner a little bit, the Nintendo Plus stuff, you do get all those Mario tracks if you. No, have, that's uh, extra. That's that's the you need the the the, the, the extra tier the higher tier which is which is yeah. 50, fifty quid which a year is fifty yeah. quid a year yeah. which is the same price as like a PlayStation which gets like three free games every month you know whereas yeah. this Nintendo like you can play like about ten Super Nintendo games about yeah. ten N sixty four games you know like it's a crap package you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like so much so that I wasn't even going to mention that it would be amazing if because their Game Boy package because they have all the the virtual consoles but yeah. if they had on the Game Boy packages the big games like the Pokemons and stuff like that mm-hmm. there'd True. definitely be more people yeah. in there but they're not putting them out and I don't know what the it's Game Freak maybe he's not keen on, the, on that happening yeah because yeah, they're going to remaster all those again like you know I mean there was no Pokemon this time. year which which is crazy uh, to think. That's not true, is it? There's a DLC pa- a bundle being oh, released. Oh, was the no most new... recent Pokemon game last year? It's last year, yeah. And, and the DLC is next. Yeah. So next usually year. That's insane. you get a new Pokemon game every second year and a, yeah. like, um, 
and a third version was their thing that they used to do. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you got your Ruby Sapphire and then you get like... But now they do DLC. Yeah, but so. now they do DLC for the mm-hmm. existing game, which yeah. I prefer them to do, but these DLCs are less substantial <laughs> than those third whole ones. Game. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And it would help if the Pokemon games were good, you know, as opposed to just getting worse. But gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the blue corner and I'm going to smash this one right out of the park it's going to be great don't tee yourself up as though this is like the best to last oh, that's I why I wanted to go last say, well, hey listen I offered you the spot you said you needed to get it get it down that's now. true though I had like the momentum at yeah, the time yeah. Yeah. so I'll start off with the exclusive game list and this is what PlayStation is currently not and like don't get me wrong there's a dud in there as well but let's go through the PlayStation exclusive this year alone and what it's what it's been hidden you know what, what people love about it Final Fantasy 16 game of the year contender uh, 87 on Metacritic Hogwarts Legacy, the PS5 exclusive version with exclusive PlayStation 5 quests. This 84. Is his game. Yeah. No? <laughs> 84 on Metacritic. Spider-Man 2, a 90 on Metacritic. One of the biggest IPs in the world. Forspoken, The Dud, 64. Uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, the VR, um, 79 on Metacritic. Forbidden West DLC, 82 on Metacritic. Tachia, uh, 77 on Metacritic. And of course, Baldur's Gate 3, which only arrived on PlayStation and, and PC, 96 on Metacritic, Metacritic. And that's just this year. That's just this year on PlayStation. PlayStation every year has loads of, of, of exclusives. And what we got this year in terms of announcements, we've got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth to look forward to next year, guys. It's going to be fucking one of the, the biggest games mm-hmm. ever. You know, and I think I've got... should be stricken from the record, though. It's a February 2024. Yeah, yeah, right, no, but I'm just talking you about... get no points I'm just about <laughs> the, the planned releases, right? So th- that's what I'm going to kick off in. And of course, it's, it's PlayStation's, you know, it's their modus operandi. It's, it's what they go to. It's the this these amazing exclusive games that you can only play on PlayStation that are you know nine times out of ten incredibly good games like I said Final Fantasy 16 one of my favorite Final Fantasies that I've played in a long time I got such Same. an enjoyment out of the game yeah. um, I don't think it's going to win game a year but it's absolutely in the it's 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 in the conversation yeah. for sure um, like what a great game what a great narrative uh, thing to play and what and, and brave of them to be like we're just going to do a you know one character linear narrative in an action Final Fantasy RPG style and they for me I think they knocked it out of the park it was amazing then they have Hogwarts Legacy with the PS5 exclusive things now this is I'm a been a bit cheating on this one because Hogwarts Legacy is coming to everything or hat will come to everything but PlayStation got a time exclusive and got exclusive quests in the game as well and you're talking about the Harry Potter IP again one of the biggest IPs in the world uh, and then we go to Spider-Man 2 one of the most hotly anticipated games ever yeah, when did that come out? Uh, that like, was only oh, about a month ago, wasn't it? It Less? was two weeks. Two weeks ago, if yeah, even. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So ninety on Metacritic, definitely in the conversation for game a year. Yeah, probably, like probably could be Zelda's biggest competitor. I would say. I'd say it'll be Baldur's Gate three. I hope it is. Yeah. yeah, but but we're talking again. Like this is what I mean. You're talking. Like, if you were to ask me, Darren, what do you th- what games do you think are going to be nominated for uh, game of the year? Zelda's got to be in there without a question. You get six games, right? You get six games in the nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelda's going to be in there, and for me, the rest of them will be Baldur's Gate three. Spider-Man 2 Final Fantasy 16 Hogwarts possibly maybe not, not a chance if that gets in there I'd yeah. riot like, yeah, Star- Starfield might, probably yeah. Starfield will probably in there but if you're talking about that like PlayStation 5 exclusives are making up 50% of the game of the year conversation which is a big deal but Baldur's Gate 3 isn't a PlayStation exclusive it, no, yeah, I mean not. by the time we come to but it's PC it's console exclusive it's not coming to Xbox mm, until Xbox console exclusive. <laughs> but it's not coming to Xbox until they solve the problems but, which means yeah. it's not out now is it's that, not now for I wouldn't say it's an exclusive, but yeah, they have it it's, first. It's not yeah. an exclusive. They have it first, but it's yeah. not an exclusive. It's out. It's out this day next month on Xbox. But that's still too little, too late for me. Like you know, it's like still twenty twenty three. If we're talking about the games of twenty twenty three, you can know, like pull that you, all you into could go like oh, Final Fantasy Seven will be with Xbox slated twenty twenty five any day now. You know, like you don't 
unless it's out in the the year we're talking about. But I then by the same but also, I'm, but this is what I'm talking about when I talk yeah. about PlayStation Five and its importance in 2023 and why the blue corner is the one you want to be rooting for because the PlayStation Five, the system, and you know that what people and developers have to work with. You want to make a game for PlayStation Five? It's just there. Xbox has all this complicated stuff. We've got a high-powered console and a low-powered console, and you know, Larry and Studios yes. come out and be like, "We've got this great game that's going to be amazing." Xbox is like, "Sorry, we can't have it on all our systems." About this gate, people that are was like, "Pretty bad." No, no. Can't do it. Whereas PlayStation is like, yeah, here's the here's the key, here's the key to Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, you get it all, baby. Granted, like, though, know. have you played Baldur's Gate three on the split screen thing? Yes, it does not work. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so immediately, like myself and Geraldine, my girlfriend, we yeah. were like playing the game on split screen, and any single time that my my main character went to talk to someone, yeah, and she hit the L two button to like look in on the chat, yeah. Once the conversation ended, the com- like it would never go back to her. She'd always just be looking at me. And no amount of reloading or resaving. What do you mean she anything. was? Oh, she was just stuck. Yeah. So basically, yeah. her her split screen is now just a kind of camera that's looking at the back of my ah. character, and it never. So went interesting off. because I've been playing through a campaign with Kev, and I we've never had any problems. That with didn't split happen. Screen. No, not once. Because when I went online, nearly everyone was complaining <laughs> of that. Well, then I've been very um, lucky. I've yeah, been very lucky. So. If that's the case. Five hundred, whatever the PlayStation Five costs. I don't think I, I don't take it as an L that Xbox has a a budget version of their console that can't run the game. But a budget version, and this is what I mean, is that as the console life, si- life cycle goes on for Xbox and everybody finally, you know, developers are, are approaching things and say, we now know how to maximize the power of this generation. The Xbox Series S is going to be left to dirt because there'll be so many games that they'll be like, well, we can't actually power our game on this. So why would we, why are we going to release it on this? And all those people who bought Xbox Series S is thinking, hey, it's a cheaper version. You know, as, this, as the generation goes on, there could be loads of things that they're left out on. If you're on PlayStation 5, you ain't going to be left in the dirt for anything. It'll could all be, be there. Could be, but that's not been proven to be. I know we'll have to. Yeah. We'll also have to have a Here's look at the doors and rebirths to yeah. see if they're up to scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if we're waiting on the PlayStation Five Plus for the doors to be rendered. Yeah, properly. rendered. We'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, so I'm going to go to some of the, I suppose, the arguments against. Because I'll be fair, because it hasn't been a perfect year for PlayStation, not even close. Uh, the first thing would be the massive drop in their share price that happened this year. That happened uh, alongside the release of Final Fantasy 16, and everyone was like, "Oh, Final Fantasy 16 must have been such a bad game that it dropped their share price." Not the reason why, but mm. last year which has caused them you know a share issue this year uh, they made a lot of dud games you know i mean forspoken this year was a dud game but last year they had what ones do i have here uh, marvel's avengers oh damn uh, for you know for spoken this year really crap and then the Diofield chronicle which was an i don't know, I know anything about that game but it was an absolute flop and cost them a lot of money to make so they're not making the smartest decisions in games that they make. I mean, Marvel's Avengers should have been an insanely popular and amazing IP, but they mm. made, they turned what was an incredible franchise into a very bad game. So that's, you know, that's on you, Sony. That was a Screenix game, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like a Screenix, they're just, you know, Sony. You know, it's not exclusive per se, but they only work with Sony, really. Um, another thing as well, of course, we have to talk about is the acquisition. You know, Xbox's Activision acquisition is going to spell bad news for PlayStation in the future. I know nothing's happened yet, but it's kind of, for me, it's the death knell of a lot of things that would have been available for PlayStation in the future no longer being available for PlayStation. So that's probably a little bit of a downside. I wouldn't deduct marks if it doesn't impact your 2023 in any way. What will impact my 2023 is the absolutely disgusting PlayStation PlayStation Plus membership price increase. I think across the board, it was close to 30% they increased the price of the membership, which is astronomical considering, you know, people are still coming out of COVID and, you know, businesses and developers recovering from that. And I guess, you know, PlayStation are trying to recoup some stuff from their bad 2022 or 2021, whatever uh, it might have been. But that was a tough pill for me to swallow because... Where, where do you get on it? On which? 
PlayStation. They have they've got thing. three levels. So you've got essential, uh, premium, and I don't know if it's called ultimate or something else. Let me have it here on the thing. We have you get three games oh, a month. Uh, essential, extra, and premium. So with essential, it's monthly games. You can play online. You get exclusive discounts. Um, and then share play, cloud storage, blah blah blah. Uh, with extra, you get um a game catalog and the Ubisoft classics. So you get all the Ubisoft games and a game catalog, which includes a vast array of you know kind of like a games pass not as not, not a library as big as game pass but you do get a library to look at there i think it had like things like um you know uh ghost of tsushima all that kind of stuff and then on their top range one you get the classics games so the playstation one and the playstation 2 and the retro playstation games all become available on the top tier so one it's kind of like nintendo's model yeah, on top of everything else that they do, but it's too expensive. It is too expensive. I think to you know you're talking seventy two euro a year for the essential one, and the essential one you need to play on certain online games for PlayStation as well. So that's a poor. It's not. It's not the most affordable um, yeah. uh, membership plan uh, for PlayStation. So I will give it some negatives for that. But here you go. I got some good news, big news for you today, fellas. And this Ooh, is this is go. you know the PlayStation Portal, which I pre-ordered <laughs> today. You can. It's appropriate that you're saying this right after your list of bad things that have happened for Sony this year. Yeah, but I think it's like it's fun and like and it's again I'm speaking from a very personal level because I mm. know from the grand scheme of things it's not a great design. The fact that PlayStation have made this portable device, which to me when i when it first came out i was like this looks a little bit daft but i love it now it's like hey we got, took a ps5 controller split it in half and jammed a really nice screen in in the middle of it now yeah. you can play ps5 games i'm keen on it but i know it's not a great model because it needs to be on the same wi-fi as your playstation 5 so it's purely just another way to play that's point remotely that is so stupid <laughs> like what a dumb thing to do like, that's only useful if like you and your siblings are watching tv and you want to play games but they're like no i want to watch spider-man so then you can like go on your lap and play yeah. that's the yeah. only scenario and the price point is possible. like gonna be 200 well, wait, Two, actually you know what the price yeah, point 219 is. quid oh God. better better than what people anticipated because xbox had come out and this is the the to and fro with the court case is that uh, microsoft had leaked the playstation portal in their legal thing yeah, during yeah. That, and mm-hmm. they said that they didn't think it was going to be available for less than 300 dollars so proven wrong there i mean still expensive but i'm very excited for it because it means that i can play the likes of my god of war ragnarok's my final fantasy 7 remakes my horizon forbidden west in those amazing graphics curled up in bed on a cold rainy winter's just night just turn your TV on what are you no, talking about I want to be in bed if you curled up in bed and like like that's when your eyes are tired on that small screen you're not even going to see shit like you know? oh. just like wait what am I doing the second you press pause everything's a blur Craig you know? none of what you're saying is incorrect but I am still so excited for this I am I'm genuinely it's, and it's one of those things that I get that it's not it's not the greatest um, model at all but it's something that appeals to me in ways that kind of begin to explain and I'm so excited that I think mine will be arriving in about 10 days time and i cannot wait i'm excited for you i really hope it is exactly what you want it to be my fear is like straight off the bat or it's it connects over wi-fi right yeah and do you have to use like five gigahertz wi-fi do you know what the no idea what the situation there is no because most wi-fi readers have like a 2.4 gigahertz and a five gigahertz setting yeah the five gigahertz is way faster for like transfer of like the it's gigahertz is the refresh rate yeah it's like twice as much as 2.4 yeah you don't have to tell us luke we know how gigahertz work there you go <laughs> greg <laughs> look, i know i know <laughs> i know five is double 2.5 uh, it's a higher number duh so but because it's a higher number because the frequency is higher it doesn't go through walls as well as the 2.4 gigahertz so the, the longer the higher the frequency the less 
is a physics-y thing, but the less it can get through walls. So if Darren walks into his bedroom on his 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi and tries to play God of War, he could be getting to the pivotal scene and then, like, get packet loss or something. Because I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you know in two he's weeks. He's never going to do that because, like, he has a TV right there. <laughs> he's talking nonsense. But when I get like, into bed, yeah. and what I'm really excited about is when is like, you know, when I go <laughs> on holidays, things like that, to visit my, my family, and it's like, oh, well, my brother already has a PlayStation set up, but I can just bring my PS5, plug it in, connect it to the Wi-Fi, just leave it plugged in somewhere. <laughs> it doesn't need to be connected to a TV. I'll, I'll look at it in the suitcase doesn't bother me and then I'll sit down cozy with the family and the fire on and I'll take out my PS5 controller with an inbuilt screen and I'll be like mmm look at that very rebirth. very hypothetical scenario uh, that will never happen okay. <laughs> like, like his family will be like hey Darren we're all going out to fucking this restaurant you come and he'd be like no I, I bought this we, thing I gotta use it this my one <laughs> moment you know I've been waiting months to use this, this. Port- I've got an hour window while you guys go to the restaurant portable, I cuddle up with a portable fire. gaming scenario where he takes his like 10 kilo PlayStation 5 with him to play portably yeah, yeah. I, I will I will build my own like suitcase that's just you know <laughs> developed for me being able to play portably on this uh, this tiny little. Can't thing, even bring you know? it on the plane or anything. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's completely <laughs> useless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm be- I, but it, and it's funny because everything you're saying is 100 percent correct. <laughs> correct. I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in the episode. Everything you're saying is 100 percent correct, and yet it does not deter me from my excitement for for this thing at all. Okay. Well, Good. I don't want to wreck your buzz, yeah, so I won't I say wanna... any more on it. But you are. <laughs> I, I don't want to yuck your yums but me and Craig will take that as a massive L for PlayStation this that's, year that's fair at least I got a handheld where's the Xbox I mean they got you excited about it somehow, I'm actually I was thinking about that today there's no there's no news or anything like that but I thought the coolest answer to that from Xbox would be to just release a controller pack USB-C that plugs into your phone that has a battery inside it so it doesn't drain the charge on your phone and you can just play your Xbox games. You can mirror them over Wi-Fi already. Yep. You can do all that stuff already on Xbox. They, they have or you can play it over like 5G while you're like walking once, around. Once on Xbox and Microsoft have all of their um, infrastructure in place, Man, the idea of them making beautiful. a handheld is, it's like, it should be a foregone conclusion, but I've not even heard a whisper of a possible, oh, no, no, that's you know. The, they don't need, their handheld can be like 30 quid. It's like a controller that just like wraps around your phone. It's the kind they exist already. Like yeah, they're made by yeah. third-party companies already. Yeah. Microsoft. I just don't want to. I just don't want to play on my phone because I mean I have an aversion to mobile gaming in general. I just don't want to play on my phone. I want to play on something that I know is specifically like built. That's thirty percent bigger. No, but the exact same screen. <laughs> but so I want. He just has little <laughs> contraptions on the end. Yeah. I want. Like, oh, it's totally. Different. I want a handheld with PS5 controllers on either side. Damn it! You know that doesn't work. Uh, so just the final thing that I'll end on PlayStation Five in terms of what they've announced in in 2023 that will get me excited for the future of PS5 so that I know that the 2023 isn't ending with just like well that that was it you know uh, I know that we, you know we said Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth has been announced they talked about the PlayStation 5 Slim which doesn't do anything for me but for people looking to get into PlayStation now that it's readily available I mean the PlayStation 5 is an absolute giant hulk of a thing the, the idea that they're building a slim that'll be like you know possibly better processing power but like weightier smaller that's cool Means that's more nothing stuff. to me i already bought it not day one because it wasn't available but the second i could i got it yeah and, and i don't know if I'm you listen to the one. news episode on this but the ps slim price point is going to be is it the same as a ps5 or the, more? the uh, if you want to get the ps5 with the disc thing to attach to it it's more expensive than buying a normal ps5 and the ps5 is not being produced anymore just the ps5 slim yeah. So if the, I mean, like, once so, a new one comes out, the old, so, old one is obsolete anyway. So, but if the only thing limiting you buying a PlayStation Five was the size of it, then yeah, you can now get a PS Five. Yeah. but it's the same price, if not more expensive. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm excited. But uh, you, you know, like the second it does release, they will make the other one cheaper, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's like they've announced it. They've they've announced it now. I think the price will come down, much like it has done. Like historically, for all the PlayStation mm. Slims things like that, they do come out at a certain price point and get cheaper over time. I've no doubt that'll be the case. But for me to put my closing argument in for the blue corner, we can maybe have a little quick discussion because the episode is running on. We've been here quite a while. How long are we at? Are we okay? Yeah, I'm <laughs> we are at uh, an hour and eight minutes so oh, far. Yeah, that's okay. Having, no, that's okay. Know, it, was, it was bound to be. Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's not too much. But for the closing argument for PlayStation, you know, the exclusive is kind of what the tends to be where the industry is at at the minute i'm not saying that won't change in the future but that seems to be what's really pulling a lot of people playstation exclusives uh, uh currently are top of the line like consistently Forspoken is a bad one but you look at like the gods of war or whatever 2023 you look at final fantasy 16 and you know you might say Baldur's gate 3 isn't an exclusive but coming up to the time mm-hmm. where we we announce in the game awards playstation is the only console you can play it on still um, if if like Baldur's gate 3 won game of the year i wouldn't go well done sony no you wouldn't <laughs> like, no, 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 no not like, at all it no. has no affiliation not at all but but leading it up to the game awards it's the only console you can play it on you know because xbox didn't get the shit together it in is time the only for, console you can play it on to, to play it and you know like there's loads of people who aren't PC gamers and stuff like that but then looking at back on it then we've got the likes of Spider-Man 2 Final Fantasy 16 when it comes to the six nominations for game of the year I guarantee you the PlayStation exclusives are going to make up 50% of that conversation which for me is huge it could be you even slightly more guarantee what's the 50% like as you get six games are nominated for uh, game of the year so I guarantee Gate 3 and Spider-Man are definite you know based on the review scores they've been yeah. giving because they're in the nines I, yeah. Yeah. I give you Final Fantasy 16 I think would be there is 87 on Metacritic and huge, hugely popular so I think you're guaranteed three games I still think Hogwarts Legacy is a chance but that's not a fair example because I'm only taking this as the PS5 one no exclusive quest I think like, it might get I a think people will realise because I mean if you take out the Hogwarts and Harry Potter bias <laughs> it's not a great game it's a piece of shit okay so <laughs> and like surely the people the game will We'll have a little... I don't give them too much cop on because like I said, Super Mario Galaxy 2 mm. did not get a mention despite yeah. being the best game. So they could be like, oh, you know, we need Harry Potter to do well. So let's give them the little... Yeah, little Warner Brothers slide a little brown envelope. In yeah, the yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, the so they could awards. be paid yeah. off. But like, I mean, we don't have Chris. We don't have the fourth kind of representation for PC. So you're certain that PC won't have a bunch of games on that game of the year list I don't think there'll be a PC exclusive that we can't get on, on a console that'll be in the six nominations I think anything that comes into those six games and the nominations will be available in you know either on the Switch the PlayStation the Xbox or all three I don't think there's anything that's going to be a PC exclusive. I can't think of the entire year that we've gone through so far where I've said to myself, fuck man, that PC game that I really want to play that looks amazing. I've never once had that thought. Well, I've never once had that thought any year. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't have a PC. But what I mean to say is like these games, like, you know, Final Fantasy 16, you know, I think it was PC and uh, PlayStation. Um, Baldur's Gate, of course, PC and PlayStation. Spider-Man 2, I think, will be a thing that will come to PC over time. So there will be PC games. But I think all of the nominations for this year's... um, game awards will be available on a console if not all three consoles and i think playstation uh sony is going to make up the majority of that conversation yeah i'd agree I, at least three i'd say it will have if uh, the the um the pc doesn't have any game of the year nominations because i think breath of the world well, uh, tears of the kingdom will be nominated mario wonder maybe and then there's probably going to be an xbox i think i think s- 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 show variety starfield starfield well no I, and I don't think starfield was terrible but i think starfield from an engineering point of view and what's in it i think is is a pretty important game to have in that conversation as well and as luke said like hugely popular as well not everybody's cup of tea but a very mm-hmm. popular and not a flop do you know what I, mean? I think i think starfield that was might a success. be enough to get it in there yeah especially because it's just like wow it wasn't a flop isn't that big news it's, <laughs> a, it's a it's a weird thing with starfield i think it's one of those games where like five years from now you'll be hearing a lot about it which is such a strange thing but that 
feel, it's like Bethesda how they treat Skyrim. Like the Skyrim is still on sale. The special edition is like still yeah. fifty quid because it sells somehow. Um, but anyway, yeah. No, I think yeah, I think PlayStation has a, a a huge market share of the Game of the Year nominations. I would say two out of six. I wouldn't count Baldur's Gate three, but that's just me. No, oh, you can't play on any um, other console. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't count Baldur's Gate three, but it is yeah. definitely the, <laughs> nobody the one would count Baldur's Gate three on, except so. Aaron. Yeah, man, um, for me, it, and it works a lot better on PC. So if if yep. you're even thinking of what's the best version of this game to you play, I would definitely recommend PC because if you have a good enough, as PC. good a time I had with Baldur's Gate three, mm-hmm. like some of the, the UI is is, the, is like the UI is terrible. How unwieldy. you interact with the left trigger and the, what the game tells you and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's and, all very messy. And again, to kind of like play the the neutral just. like or play the neutral corner i guess in all of this it is kind of cool the idea that nintendo could have two game of the year contenders in the ring if mario wonders does go up for game of the year because i also i honestly think it will get nominated because people will just be so nostalgic for super mario world that regardless of how good it is it's going to get a nomination because people are fucking (laughs) fools fools but as a guy who's played it like this is a money but a quarter of the way through with the lads and i look at like you know for me Final fantasy 16 definitely has to be up there because it was probably the most enjoyable new game that i've played this year for sure Baldur's gate 3 is an exceptional game i think it's better but for the action pieces and i I was on the edge of my seat at some points in Final fantasy 16 because some of it was so intense and like really like narratively driven um but having played mario wonders i've gotten such a fun time out of the yeah. 25% that I've had in that. So for me... And it's it a four-player couch co-op, yeah. which they're worth their weight and go, especially with the kind of friends group we have. Like, four-player couch co-op games, we get so much more out that was even intended by the developers because yep. we can play that shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we you know? never Whereas stop. most people would struggle to even get a made over to play yeah, a yeah, co-op true. game or a multiplayer game. We have no problem. So, like, the couch co-ops, the Smash Brothers, the Mario Karts, the Super Mario Brothers Wonders, mm-hmm. they're always going to have so much more value from our perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think to kind of wrap this conversation up, I'll go first in terms of where I think, after listening to both your arguments, where I think uh, I'm landing on who might have done 2023 the best. I do have a strong side in for PlayStation, of course, because I think with the excuses that they've had and uh, like how much fun I've had with my PlayStation this year, I think it's it's you know it's in a really really good spot. Uh, some of the things, so the price increases and um, you know like the Activision thing that they weren't able. I mean, I wanted them to stop it, but they couldn't, of course, whatever. So I think PlayStation has had a couple of L's this year as well. I'm kind of leaning towards, and I was even before I even did my research. Nintendo has had an insanely surprising year for me considering it should be the death knell of the switch it's like it's going out fighting in a way i didn't anticipate and nintendo this year there's a lot of you know remasters being released but nintendo hasn't had like a loss this year like they haven't released games that have been well, they haven't released anything that was bad. Like, well, I mean, know. Fire Emblem Engaged was probably... But people loved that, I guess. But for us, as as, as I, I would I mean, say, you, true fans you're, of you're, Fire Emblem... You're getting away with saying Hogwarts Legacy is a good game. <laughs> so I can say Fire Emblem Engaged is a good game because on the Metascore, it probably has similar reviews to what you're saying. I just hate it because it's bad, and I know it's bad. But Hogwarts Legacy is also bad. You know? I appreciate your integrity, Greg. <laughs> So I think I think I'm leaning in a very close between first and second uh, PlayStation Nintendo, but I will switch. I think Nintendo's probably had a better year than PlayStation yeah. this year. So I'm going to put Nintendo just pips it for me with PlayStation right on its heel, and then um, Microsoft. I think the future is exciting for Microsoft, but I don't believe they had a particularly good year with their email leaks and everything. I think they kind of had a bit of a bad image, and Phil Spencer having to come out and apologize for a lot of things. I don't know if it was Microsoft or Xbox's best year. Craig, Luke, you want to? Uh, yeah, I'll hop in. Um, 
to yeah yeah i think uh, like i think in the context of what's going on i think nintendo's had a great year for me it was just kind of tears of the kingdom um that was the main important thing for me not a big pikmin guy not a big whatever none of those remasters really although the uh paper mario is a pretty sick game i'd like to get the remaster have you ever played it no i've watched playthroughs of it um and thought it was fantastic and full of whimsy the second level in particular which is like a murder mystery in a wrestling uh Mm. studio is absolutely incredible actually on that kind of note uh did the mario rpg remake come out that's also this year i don't know if it's i know it's been reviewed already and it's reviewing fantastically so that's yeah. that is i mean that was a great game <clears throat> in 1995 <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, i mean like and it looks like they put a different a good bit into the visuals but the gameplay yeah. is exactly the same yeah yeah so it's just playing like a far fantasy 6 you know like yeah it's uh, you know for me those type of games now I can't pay 60 euro for them. You know, like Is that what it costs? Of course it yeah, costs. Yeah, they're coming out full Nintendo like, price. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get the 20 euro it it should be. You're always going to yeah. get it as a full half so of my Nintendo Game Pass game. subscription for the year on Mario Maker. Mario, yeah. It's a great Mario game RPG. though. RPG. If you haven't played it, it yeah. is definitely really really good and we're we're playing just to see like that combination of Mario and Square. Like it's fascinating how mm. they would do that. It's because a Mario still game. has to be able to jump. You know, yeah. I think that's like a must-have in any Mario game, mm-hmm. like he has jump to be able to jump. Block. So yeah. it's an RPG, but Mario can just jump on people's heads and get yeah. like a head start yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So, look, does your are you going to lean in to pick Microsoft as your winner of 2023, or have myself <sighs> or Craig changed your mind on on how you might lean in that? No, yeah, I'm picking Microsoft as my winner for 2023. I just still, I I'm trying to be open-minded to the Sony side of things as well. Like I'm trying to imagine what would it be like if I did have a PlayStation, but the you know we talked about it a bit like the way that i play video games is so like xbox game pass just perfectly suits that uh across my xbox and across my pc there's just like such an expansive there there's too many games for me to get around to play them all and whenever i do get to play them there's always a game i'm really excited to be playing there at my fingertips it's great it's really lovely uh and it leaves me also open to like lots of indie things that they do a great job of platforming like jusant that just came out the other day um stuff like that is uh yeah it just like makes me really excited to play and it, it's it's so stupid it's so like on brand for me but one of the things i love doing on my xbox when i turn it on is going to the game pass button and clicking it and seeing what's new this month and i'm always surprised with something cool in there that i've wanted to play for ages and i just now can and that is just such a lovely experience and i wouldn't get that on sony and i know i don't get that on nintendo because i have a switch and i really love my switch when tears of the kingdom was wonderful but not not all-encompassing wonderful enough for me to be pulled all the way in the direction of Nintendo. I've just had too many wonderful experiences with all of my little Game Passy games that nice. I, w- I just wouldn't get on other platforms. So for me, Microsoft takes it. And Craig, what about you? Do I have, have uh, myself or Luke swayed you from Nintendo, or are you are you content with? Um, I think uh, Sony. Like it's just it's twenty twenty three has been an amazing year for games. Uh, but when I think of those games they're all Sony or Nintendo. Again, like the whole, I there's not a single game in my back catalog. There's not one, you know? <laughs> there's not a single game yeah. I haven't played that I want to, to play. play. Yeah. So that Games Pass would be would just be a bunch of nothing for me. Like every single game, I'd just be like, yeah, I could give it a go, but like I'm only playing it because it's there, not because I want to. I'm not excited. And for me, like 
ever since I was like seven, eight years old, like the best part of the games is anticipation, you know, is waiting for them to come out, is getting your magazine months in advance and looking at the new pictures of the games. Like yeah, yeah. that's almost better than the games themselves. Like, you know, so just saying, oh, hey, here's a game. Do you want to play it? Like it might be good, but I'm not excited, you know, <laughs> because there hasn't been any build up, there hasn't been any anything like that. And so for me, it's just all about the games. And Tears of the Kingdom took six years to come out, and then I got that build up of excitement, you know, that type of thing. So no, wait, any year you have a new Zelda, a new Mario, a new Fire Emblem, more Mario Kart, a Pikmin, a Kirby, a Pikmin. You Do you re- are you really putting that into the? Air? I know. Well, <laughs> now, I could have just ended it. Where any year you have a Mario and Zelda in the same year yes. is a very good year for Nintendo. Like yeah. 2017, when the Switch launched, was probably their best year. Yeah, and it had both of those. And now 2023, six years later, has both of those. So I might have to wait another six years before I can say <laughs> definitively that I think Nintendo have had the best year. Yeah. But this year they have those ingredients <laughs> so for me like yes it's been nintendo's year nice. but only yeah. again they're the underdogs so they don't have all those third parties they yeah. just have what they've made themselves but they are the best video game makers in the world so yeah nice going nintendo nice. this year Beautiful. so there it is on the gifted gaming podcast we have one vote to microsoft and two votes to nintendo so i guess from our perspective nintendo takes the winner as the 2023 and it will be the last one probably for a while as craig said we'll wait and see doug yeah. bowser can expect his trophy in the mail yeah yeah from <laughs> us uh, but listen if you've enjoyed that and you want more content you can check us out on the giftygamer.com or patreon.com forward slash the gifted gaming uh we'll be doing an episode after this we'll be continuing on our battle royale our yes. knockout stages um <laughs> to see how things go down there but listen if you like if you like what you've heard uh, tell your friends sign up to the Patreon for the cost of a coffee a month it's fantastic value there's loads of stuff up there and uh, uh, Craig, Luke thank you so much for hopping on for this and giving your your points and your views Um, and to our listeners as always keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out